Hello my friends, welcome back to the Meerkat Musings podcast. We have a very special podcast this time around because it directly ties into some stuff I've been writing on my website. Whereas sometimes the podcasts are a little bit irrelevant, if you like, to what's been going on with the website. In particular, I have been writing about a new career of mine. Not a real career, I just want to stress that point. But a fictional career on the game Football Manager 2021. For those of you who are unaware of the Football Manager series, it's been going on for many, many years now. It evolved from another series called Championship Manager. And each new version of the game has usually brought something new in terms of of what you can do, be in terms of interacting with players, training, the match engine... All kinds of things. Personally speaking, the version of the game that I have most enjoyed, probably because it's the version of the game I've enjoyed the most success on, is Football Manager 2012. And without going into vast details on the podcast, I have managed to basically kind of conquer that game more than once. And the the story of that career, actually, the, the one I'm most proud of on that, is on my website and I'll include a link to it if you want to have a look. But that's not the main focus of this podcast. I decided to invest in Football Manager 2021 to bring myself bang up to date with the series. I actually did have, between 2012 and, and the latest version, a couple of other Football Manager games, but they were ones I never really enjoyed. I had the 2014 edition, which I couldn't warm to, the 2019 edition, which I couldn't really warm to, but 2021... I don't know. Uh, it, it seems to be more fun than the previous incarnations. So I have a new career, a new challenge, and I'm playing through it. Before I get into that, I will say that I have actually played through an entire season as Liverpool manager where I made quite liberal use of the in-game editor to improve my chances. To put it bluntly, I cheated. I don't care. It was a name of fun, enjoyment, and I don't need to justify it, to be perfectly honest. But for my, if you like, my main save file, my main career, I thought to myself, I have to do this properly. This has to come from me. There are a few things where I've still looked to some external stuff for ideas, like tactics, training, that kind of thing. Because frankly, figuring out all that on your own on this game, if you've seen it, you'll appreciate that it's a vastly complicated thing to do. In a way, much like real management, I guess. Maybe even more so, I don't know. So I've turned to the web for some ideas. And I've been putting those ideas into action. Now, it doesn't automatically mean you're going to win. I've had that before, actually, where I've looked up tactics which were apparently brilliant and they didn't work for me. So you can't assume just because one person says this tactic is foolproof that it actually is. Anyway, I digress. So Football Manager 2021 starts actually in the 2020 season, um, in the year 2020, I should say. It starts at the beginning of the 2021 season. And so that puts you into like sort of July 2020, I believe. Off the top of my head. If you choose to play as an English manager in the English league, which I did. 
I decided rather than diving immediately into a top Premier League team that I would do something different. You can set up a profile for yourself from the game with uh, kind of like a, a loose history, as it were. And in this case, I went with semi-professional footballer, which basically means that you've been playing in, in non-league football for most of your career, if not all of your career. And as such, kind of an unknown figure in the world of football. Unless, of course, you follow non-league. So there's no there's no reputation as a player to help me pull strings to get managerial jobs higher up the league, as it were. And I started out unemployed, which makes sense. You know, no one kind of just jumps into a manager job. So I was just waiting around to begin with for someone to take a chance on me. I had an interview to begin with with Wigan Athletic, and they heard me out and then said no, so fair enough. And time began to go by. It took a while for jobs to actually come up because, as with real football, most clubs are not quick to sack their managers. They will wait for a number of results to go by. Unless, of course, it looks like the manager has no control over the team and they're doing really, really badly. So I had to wait. And September came and went. The One of the interesting features about the game is that you'll have members of the media, journalists, ask questions of you at various points. Uh, so, uh, for example, one actually asked me in September, uh, would I be concerned if I was rusty once I finally get a job? And my answer to that was, was straightforward enough. I'm actually looking forward to getting stuck in when the chance arrives. And the media headline was that I'm rusty. Thank you very much for that media. October came and went. And again, nothing really came up. I was actually asked about the Wigan job again by the media because the newly hired manager was struggling somewhat and I didn't think it was fair to actually uh, comment on that. And uh, you can actually answer uh, about my thoughts on unemployment as well, to which I replied, I'm getting good at football manager. The game gives you the option, which I think is quite a witty joke as it were. But November began and I was still jobless. There were a few insecure managers around, Stoke, Plymouth, Chesterfield, and national teams as well, Romania and Slovakia, which, to be fair, didn't really interest me. When November began, I declared interest in the Stoke, Plymouth, and Chesterfield jobs, and uh, I was also asked about uh, Mansfield as well, with their manager struggling. Again, I refuse to get drawn into speculation about that because it's not fair. But Chesterfield fans actually kind of sneered at my interest in, in joining them. So I basically kind of thought, sod that, as it were. It's a shame in a way, because actually on my 2012 career, I had a brief but very happy spell at Chesterfield in between managing, and this is going to sound weird, in between managing the likes of Liverpool, AC Milan, and Real Madrid, I squeezed in some time with Chesterfield. And I actually really enjoyed that time. It was a very different kind of challenge. But clearly, in 2021, on this game, or in the year 2020, on the game, Chesterfield fans didn't think very much of me. Oh, well. I'm asked by another journalist about Mansfield, and I continue to refuse to answer. I just don't think it's fair. But then I end up with an opportunity out of nowhere. Non-league team Aldershot sack their manager 
and I apply for it. It doesn't hurt. When you see a job opening, you have to apply for it, all right? Same thing happened with, um, with Stoke in the championship and the same with Middlesbrough in the championship as well. However, Aldershot were the ones to come back to me, give me an interview and offer me the job. 900 quid a week, I think that's reasonable given the status of the club. Uh, a one-year deal, or to be more precise, a deal until the end of the season. Beggars can't be choosers, so Aldershot are the ones to give me a shot. When I get to the club, resource-wise, we're not talking great, but then that's true for most non-league clubs. What you've got to understand is non-league clubs are not professional football outfits. The players often have another job somewhere, which is actually their primary job. In, in the past, non-league football players have often worked as postmen. They will perhaps have had office jobs. They'll be doing other things, basically. And the football is kind of like, I guess you could say it's a hobby that managed to get paid for. The clubs themselves do their best, but they don't have the resources of a fully-fledged league club. The aim, of course, is to get into the Football League, where they can begin to grow those resources through uh, increased gate revenues, media exposure, that kind of thing. But it's tough. It's tough. And in non-league, especially uh, what with the pandemic we've had, a number of clubs have really struggled to survive. But moving back to the game. So there I am, uh, working for Aldershot. Aldershot, by the way, the town is to the southwest of London, not too far away from Reading, Woking, and that neck of the woods. So I drop in there uh, in November, and I set up a tactic which is meant to be quite well suited to non-league teams, and I set up new training regimes as well in order to try and see we can boost the team's proficiency in a number of areas. One of the things about the training on this game, sometimes it leaves your team vulnerable to injury. If you if you stuck to the default training suggestions that are kind of programmed into the game, a lot of them don't tend to do the players any favours, whereas the, the, the schedules that I looked at and downloaded, I believe, are going to be kinder in that respect. And they seem to have been so far. And more importantly, I think they'll teach the players more in terms of what I need them to do on the pitch than the preset regimes normally would. And the results, well, I'll come to that in a second or two. I wasn't really interested in looking at transfers primarily because there was no transfer budget to speak of and also because I wanted to work with what I had. In the back of my mind, I decided that 10 games would be a reasonable amount of time for for me to look at the team that I had, to look at the players and how they performed under the new tactics I brought in, and to, to basically give the existing team a chance, rather than suddenly making wholesale changes, dismissing players, bringing in new players. I wanted to give who was already there an opportunity. And I think overall the team responded, but we'll come back to that one. First of all, we'll take a look at the very first match. It was the 1st of December, Tuesday, the 1st of December 2020. My first game is away 
against Dagenham and Redbridge. When I had arrived at Aldershot as the club, they were struggling somewhat. The expectations were fairly high. The board are expecting a promotion challenge. And by the time I've joined them, uh, after about 11 games, I think it is, we're one place above the relegation zone. So not particularly great, uh, to be fair. But first game, I actually decided to do something a bit different. I decided to watch the entire match, which takes almost 90 minutes, almost the length of a real match, in order to see how the team would do and how they would play. And within the first... (laughs) After about three minutes, we're 1-0 down, which wasn't amazing. But as I'd already said to the media, it's not about winning or losing the first game. It's about having a look at the team, seeing how they do, and about refusing to draw conclusions based on one match. Because that's not a great idea. From my point of view, I know nothing about this team nothing about the players, I need a chance to see them in action, I won't judge them on one performance. And we equalised a minute later, so I can't really argue, Um, and we actually took the lead after 20 minutes, Uh, but that goal was disallowed for offside, which was a bit disappointing. And it was also disappointing, an element to the, the team's play, which wasn't great. We didn't really, in in the final part of the game, uh, kind of in the final part of the pitch, as it were, the final third, have the means to easily unlock their defence. We kept being a bit sloppy in possession when we were finally on the attack. We'd forced a couple of good saves, but we also had this habit, the team had this weird habit, long throws, which would often end up in the keeper's hands, in their keeper's hands. Not ideal to keep kind of wasting chances. But at half-time, we were drawing, and then in the 56th minute, we took the lead and we managed to hold on to that lead despite the opposition Dagenham nearly equalising in injury time we held on for a 2-1 win now I'd wanted to actually upload the highlights of this win but there was an issue between the the game engine and YouTube whereby Google for some reason blocks the game and I don't know when that will be resolved But it means at some point I might go back to this page and update update that page with highlights of my first match. Because I was quite pleased to get off to a winning start. Terrific. It's what you want as a manager. You want to hit the ground running. And we did. We won. Three points. Great. Terrific. From there, on to my first home game. A home against Altrincham. And they were actually also launching around the relegation zone. So you kind of think, well... Could it be scrappy? Could it be easy? When I felt my team performed quite well in their first match. So surely we can do quite well again, right? And we did. We took the lead after 20 minutes. And we doubled that lead uh, shortly, a short while later. And I think by half-time, well, just after half-time, we were thrilled up. Which was brilliant. We did concede a short while later, but we held on. And... We managed to take a, a 3-1 victory. So brilliant. Two games, two wins. Wow. I, I can't really argue with that. So I, I was pleased. First two matches, two wins, 
six points, a nice little rise at the table. It was good on me, of course, as a new manager to have somehow managed that. But how much of it was was me winning and how much of it was maybe the residual impact of previous tactics and thinkings on the players? Who could say? Match day three was, however, a different prospect altogether. Away to Notts County, who at this particular moment in time were actually second in the table and my team had risen to 15th but of course you know we're away we've been struggling Notts County haven't been struggling they've been playing really really well and within the first 15 minutes I was 2-0 down and somehow we got to half time only 2-0 down but it wasn't a great match at all really from my point of view we had created chances. We actually had more shots and more shots on target by half time. We hadn't making the most of them, making taken the most of them. So I was more aggressive in the second half. We looked to go on the attack. We worked very very hard, only to concede again on 65 minutes, ending any chance of a point. We did get a consolation goal right near the end, but well, not really much point, of course, of that. So. First defeat, it was inevitable, I think, in that particular match that we were going to lose. It's always going to be difficult when you're away against a good team, especially when you've been struggling. It's one of those fixtures that hangs over your head. It's kind of daunting, really, to know it's coming up. And then next, you had another game. I believe this was a home game against Stockport, who were also doing really, really well uh, in fifth place. Now... We took the lead in this match very, very early on, but by half-time, they had come back to take the lead. And this is something I absolutely despise. I know it happens, but I hate seeing my team take the lead and then throw it away again in any circumstances. It really, really annoys me. Uh, and I made that clear at half-time. I was not happy with the team. And in the second half, they responded, to be fair. They... Uh, pushed very, very hard. We did get an equaliser about uh, sort of 74 minutes. Closed out a 2-2 draw. So after four league games, seven points out of possible 12. Not bad, I think. Could be better, of course. Could be considerably worse. So in the end, I was reasonably happy with that. And then we moved on to something a little bit different. We had a, a cup tie. Uh, the FA Trophy is... For lack of a better term, it's like the non-league version of the FA Cup. And it does involve a trip to Wembley at the end of it. And it's, uh, as I say, it's basically the FA Cup in non-league form. This was my first cup game in charge, my fifth match in charge. And it was a 2-1 win uh, over Bromley. Interesting enough, as soon as we scored, we conceded the Ken, which is a bit disappointing. Clean sheets proving a little bit hard to come by. We dominated possession. In that game, I made a note of it, 66% uh, versus 34%. So we absolutely controlled the game and it would be nice to have a couple more goals really, just to kind of see things out. But the next game was magnificent. We were away against Dover, who, like us, had been struggling. But somehow... The team just conspired to produce, by far and away, their best performance of the season at that point. We took a 6-1 away win, which is always great in anyone's book. And to say that was a lift, well, that's kind of 
an understatement really. It was a huge lift and it was an absolutely brilliant result. It was a great game from my point of view. I, by that point, I'd switched to watching highlights rather than the full game, otherwise it would take far too long. And I was just like, yeah, brilliant. Go, go team. You know, to, to take a win like that had to be inspirational and it carried on to the next game. Match seven was a derby game against our local rivals, Woking. Woking being somewhat higher up the league than Aldershot at this point in the season. But we were aggressive, we were passionate, we fought really, really hard. We won 3-1 uh, at home against Woking, which was great, absolutely fantastic. And then our eighth game uh, was a 1-0 away win against Wildstone, who were also somewhat higher up the table than me on my first clean sheet of the season. And then we followed up with a 2-0 home win over Hartlepool for the ninth game in charge. Another clean sheet, another solid performance. And then finally, match 10 in charge was another FA Trophy game and a 3-1 away win uh, over Altrincham, who we'd actually beaten, of course, at home in the league earlier in the season. So when we assess the opening phase of the career, 10 games, I think, is a nice point at which to kind of take a look. We've won six out of eight league matches, uh, drawn one and lost one, plus two cup wins. So 10 games, eight wins. From languishing near the relegation zone up to eighth in the league table, which I think has to be considered a positive, without a doubt. And that is the point where I kind of pause proceedings temporarily and we'll see next time around where we can go. I'll pop the link to this little experience into the podcast so you can read it for yourself if you want, if, if you haven't really wanted to sort of listen too much to me ramble. But yeah, all in all, the, the opening phase to my career with Aldershot has been, I think, quite good. I think anyone would be quite happy with a return of eight wins in 10 games with your first club, especially given the circumstances where they've been struggling and flirting with relegation. I think that'd be very, very good. Question is now, can we sustain this form? You'll find out.